welcome you. Hey, I'm your big brother. What do I have to say to the kids? Hey, everybody, welcome to another edition of Secondhand Sports. We've got a solid show for you guys today. We go over pretty much every mainstream sport that is relevant right now. We have NFL football, little NCAA football, college hoops, college baseball, MLB, NASCAR, pretty much um, just a mixed bag of all kinds of different things. So, hope you guys enjoy. Thanks for listening. I tried a, a couple new things with the as far as the transitions go and things like that. Um, we've been getting some great feedback on the last few episodes. One thing is if you have time and you feel like leaving us five stars, then that would be mighty gracious of you guys. Um, it helps a lot. And even any kind of comments or anything like that, um, that as far as suggestions, things you liked, things that you absolutely hated and want us to stop doing, um, just let us know. <laughs> and uh, thank you guys for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Okay, we start off with the NFL. Some great news coming out of New Orleans. Matthew Gunner breezes back. Surprise! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who okay. would have thunk? The wait is over. Yeah. <laughs> Drew Brees comes back for one more season in the National Football League. Yes. It's for all the marbles this year. Yes. It's um, win it or go home. Yes, I I agree. I think this is uh, win it or go home for him. Very much so. I think he's probably is he only back for one year. I don't think he signed a contract yet, huh? I think he just committed. Yeah, he just said he's coming back. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. get for free. Right. Huh. Huh. It's not about it's not about the money anymore. I could see him taking a very low um, paycheck just this one year because he's made so much money already. Yeah, just so they can stack their team and get him some more protection on the offensive line for sure because what the Vikings did to him in that last game this past season that was bad oh he just so, got yeah he got destroyed and he's game. not concerned with money he's got his eggs in so many baskets right he's, yeah. he's doing walk-ons. just fine yeah. right. Walk-ons, uh, right one thing that this does for the Saints though it frees up way more time they now have a month to decide what they're going to do with Taysom Hill and Teddy Bridgewater because if Breeze was still on the fence a month from now, they would they would be having to deal with three quarterbacks instead of you know the backup to him. I think it would be smarter to keep Teddy Bridgewater, but I think a lot of other teams are going to be looking for him. I think that's the, yeah, that's the problem. That, here. I feel like that's the thing. I feel like it's going to be more. I'm as much as I want Bridgewater to be the quarterback for the Saints, it's probably not going to happen. And the Saints will probably be left with Taysom, are going to be left with Taysom Hill as the quarterback. Yeah, Taysom wants to be the main guy too. I think that's. Uh, he just hasn't. He hasn't. Now what? Proved, I, go ahead. Like he hasn't proved that he can actually play quarterback. I mean, he's played. Yeah. He's played in every position you could imagine. Yeah. Wide receiver, running back, sidelines. I don't know. Like. Yeah, he's older teamer. too. I think that's the. Tight he's end, had. Yeah. He's had a lot of injuries. He's um like four years older than Teddy Bridgewater. I think. Yeah, twenty nine um, years old. Right. The only thing is, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is at Breeze level at all. Like. He won those five games, but they were only scoring like 17 points a game. They were barely slipping by. So I think the argument that people are making that Teddy Bridgewater can hold the team like Breeze was, I don't think that's accurate. But I think a lot of teams like the Bengals, which 
Well, you can talk about the Joe Burrow situation a little bit, but I think the Bengals, um, maybe the Jets, even though there's there's a lot of teams that need a quarterback right now, and I think Bridgewater could you know supplement that. So another thing to think about too is that um, Taysom Hill, he's getting to hear what Breeze is saying, and I guess observe him not every snap, but way more snaps than than Teddy is. Yeah, I mean Taysom Hill is playing what every almost every other play. Yeah, if, you know. Oh yeah, and so he's getting to he's getting to be in like in the huddles, hearing Drew Brees do all the play calls, and right. actually getting to he's getting to learn a lot more than Teddy is probably. Yeah, yeah, he's very smart for sure. Yeah, he said that he's in no hurry to leave New Orleans either. Uh, yeah, Teddy or Taysom. Uh, Taysom. Oh really? He want yeah, which means I feel like he wants to stay and take over. Yeah. Well, he knows. I mean. He as soon as Breeze is gone, it's his show. Right. So if yeah. he can wait, and he knows it's obviously going to be one more year, so well, we say that most likely it's going to be yeah. one more year for Breeze, and then I, it would be it's it's, show. it's 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 win or bust, no question about yeah. it. Yeah, I think if they get to the championship before the Super Bowl and they lose, maybe Breeze comes back. But anything short of that, I think this yeah, is his last year. I one think I think ride. regardless, it's 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 this is it. Yeah. This Another thing. It is I think that statement that he'll made about if you know like he wants to be the starting franchise quarterback or whatever yeah I I think that was just kind of him you know trying to like you know get the Saints to be like okay yeah we want you right because he's the dude's what 30 something years old there's not yeah. many franchises he's like who 28 are, 29 there's, there's not many teams who are going to want to get somebody like that who hasn't started as a quarterback somewhere Hasn't and really is that yeah. old? You know, it's yeah. it's almost like the Saints is pretty much his only. Like I would think that's his only real shot at. Yeah. So I, I don't see why he would go somewhere else unless yeah. he wants to be a you know what multi discipline multi skill player. Interesting fact though, this is kind of random, but in the eighties when none of us were alive, but I just know this. But um, <laughs> uh-huh. when uh, Joe Montana got injured in the uh, in the 1991 NFC Championship game versus the Giants uh-huh. and they lost that the, the Niners lost that game the next season Steve Young was the quarterback you know how old Steve Young was when he started 29 29 years old wow so was Taysom so I yeah. just it's just a random fact Taysom's had more surgeries than Bridgewater and he's I I was wrong I thought Taysom had like 4 years on Teddy Teddy's 27 years old so and Teddy's had injuries in the past, but he had a hor- he had a horrific knee injury. Yeah, with the uh, Vikings, right? That could have been career ending. Yeah, I'm glad that Breeze is back. Obviously, it'll be fun to see him play one last ride. I think it's definitely more final now. Like last season, it was kind of up in the air. We didn't know if this was the last time we'd be seeing Breeze, but this time, I think it's more of a one last ride into the sunset. So, moving on. The number one pick in the NFL draft, the Cincinnati Bengals have said they've showed signs that they are going to pick Burrow, and Burrow has showed showed signs that he's that he does not he does not he doesn't want to play for them. <laughs> I mean, going, a kid Ohio, just Ohio kid going back to Ohio, he doesn't want to do that. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I could see him wanting to play for an Ohio team, but not the not, Bengals. Not the, maybe the Browns, but. Yeah. Not, not the Bengals. Not at the all. Bengals. And the Browns have Baker. So the the thing with him right now, I think this wouldn't have happened. Well, it wouldn't be getting as much a buzz, but Carson Palmer a few days ago said that the Bengals organization, their their heads of office, 
literally are not interested in go, winning a Super Bowl, and that's what Joe Burrow wants to do. Obviously. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The the Bengals. Car- Carson had you know Carson played from 2003 2011 in Cincinnati. Yeah. And to me, he was he was a great quarterback. You look at the 2005 Cincinnati Bengals; they had a chance to go all the way win a Super Bowl. Yeah. But he got injured in their playoff game or something like that, and they haven't won a playoff game since 1991. So, with the talent they have right now, they have AJ Green. I just I don't see Joe Burrow fitting with the Bengals in at all. Right. There are a couple of other teams where I could see him better. Did Andy? What happened with Andy Dalton? Did he get released, or is he still with the Bengals? He's he's still in Cincinnati. Okay. They're saying like a, there could be a potential trade. Oh, that he could go Lions. to the Lions for Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! But that's another thing too. How long he's been there, mm-hmm. and how unsuccessful he's been. Unrelated, well, not unrelated. Did y'all see that Tua's family was saying that they do not want him going to the Lions? Like they were, uh, I think they were pretty much saying that he would pull an Eli Manning. If he uh, got really? drafted to, because don't they have the third draft Jeez. pick? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. I think well, no, three. I think they're they're saying that they're who's picking second? Washington, the Redskins. Oh, oh. they're Chase, not getting a quarterback because they've Chase, Chase Young. Chase Young's going there. Yeah. Ch- Chase Young, I think, is the best player in the draft. Overall, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Overall, as a player, uh huh. As an athlete, as an athlete, okay. The Burrow's the best quarterback by far. One thing about Tua, too, his situation is very interesting because he hardly played last year after he got hurt. He's had, like, an ankle surgery, I think. He had that hip surgery. I don't know if he's going to be, like, sustainable in the NFL. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, Jalen Hurts. That'll be interesting to see. He didn't play against very many good defenses this past season so man i feel like nobody has talked about him since the yeah. season ended it yeah, no. at all. i think i think he's very underrated going into the draft Jalen really hurts I, I i i'm very very high on him i think he like he could he gets drafted he may he has potential he can make some noise for right sure. right and that's the thing people undervalued lamar jackson obviously too i mean he's the nfl mvp and hurts shows signs of that same athleticism that same evasiveness but I don't know. Experience wise, I don't know if Hertz is um ready ready now. Ready. Right. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Another thing sticking with the NFL, Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs. Hashtag this league. He unfollows all of the Minnesota Vikings. Delete deletes all of his Minnesota Viking pictures. Yeah, social media. Yeah. So interesting. Pretty pretty yeah, pretty interesting. You think you think Bill's gonna go in there and you know, I mean, it's just Bill Belichick, and he wants to get you know the best talent for Brady. And if he has to go get you know, the best receiver, elite, one of the not one of the best receivers, yeah. but you know, a, a Patriot, the mm-hmm. guy who can fall into the Patriot way, it's Stephon Diggs. Yep, I agree. What I was thinking would would be a, a fever dream was if Stephon Diggs ends up going to the Saints and Drew Brees for his last season has got- Stephon Diggs, Michael Thomas, and Alvin Kamara. That would be incredible. Wasn't there a rumor earlier in the season that Diggs was going to the Saints? I don't remember. I, d- I just heard. I just saw Patriots. That's all I saw. Yeah. I mean, anytime somebody gets released, the Patriots are always in play just because Bill Belichick is a mastermind. So it'd be just interesting. 
Let me just get guys to he's, follow the Patriot way. <laughs> he's been tweeting a lot. Uh, Stefan Diggs was tweeting a lot today about how um, God is great. And, um, yeah, he tweeted, uh, keep God first, sending love and light to everyone, bless up. At the end of the day, life is all about perspective. Just a ton of tweets today, all with the Patrick uh, profile picture. So <laughs> that was very interesting. Matthew, you had something else about the Burrow uh, draft? Well, yeah. The, the, if Joe Burrow doesn't go to Cincinnati, you have to ask yourself, well, where is he going to go? Mm-hmm. There's the a, Lions could pick him up if well, they pick three. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, especially the Lions. You know, say the Bengals and Lions could swap picks. Both teams could get a quarterback. I mean, whether I mean, I think that's the best thing for Cincinnati. Yeah. If they swap to Detroit, but would would the Lions want to try? You know. Draft Joe Burrow when you Behind, already have Matthew Stafford. Yeah, you already have Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford's Joe been Burrow, around a while, though. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, cut that. <laughs> the best fit for me, the best fit for Joe Burrow is the uh, are the uh, Chargers. The gotcha. Chargers, they have a great yeah. receiving core in Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler. He's a free agent, though. They sign him back. It'd be pretty, you know, they draft Burrow. I think it'd be a pretty good uh, place for him to play. Where do they pick? They pick at six. They, it mm. has them the draft I'm looking at. It, um, it shows them that they are picking Tua at six. I thought it was Justin Herbert, but Miami has five, so Miami's definitely going to take a quarterback. And whether they get Herbert or Tua or Burrow, maybe. Yeah, Miami hasn't had a good quarterback since Dan Marino. Breaking news for uh, some NFL news. Browns offensive tackle Greg Robinson was alleged to have 157 pounds of marijuana in several large duffel bags in the rear cargo area in El Paso, Texas. Oh, my goodness gracious. More bad news for the Browns. Yeah, geez, Louise. It never ends. Yeah. Yeah, I saw uh, a tweet that was like, so he got flagged for holding. I was just about to say that. Oh, wow. (laughs) This mock draft has Jeff Okuda going for the Lions. For he's a cornerback um, from Ohio State. They have Tua going to Miami, and Dedrick Wills going to the Chargers. He's an offensive tackle. So well, yeah. I mean, the Lions. I think that they need, especially thinking that uh, Darius Slay, their top corner, mm-hmm. he's a free agent. He may he may end up going to New Orleans. I mean, he could be a great fit over there. He's a Pro Bowler. He's one of the best uh, corners in the league. Mm-hmm. I think that Detroit should take a corner, take a Okada or whatever you say, yeah. how, how you say his last name, Okuda, with a third pick, and then maybe in the second round take a Jake Fromm maybe. Yeah. Jacob Beeson from Washington. It'll be interesting to see what Jake Fromm does too. That'll He just he signed a contract with State Farm. That's <laughs> one of his yeah. – uh, Jake from with State Farm. Jake from State Farm. One of the things we saw, too, with the 24th pick, the Saints have Justin Jefferson on the board. According to this. Great pick. Great pick. (laughs) According to this mock draft, he comes from a little place called Louisiana State University. So that would be very. uh, He'd sell a lot of jerseys for sure. I will say, if if he's the second or third receiver taken off the board. Mm hmm. I think I bet you, and he gets he gets drafted by the Saints. He's going to be pissed off, and he's going to be a, probably one of the top receivers in the league yeah. as a rookie. Yeah, you give Breeze him and Michael Thomas. I mean, 
that'd be a deadly combination right there. If he goes, you know, if he he's, he's can great, stay he's, that long, so mm-hmm. I feel like I have a feeling another team might pick him up before that. But yeah, we still have a long ways to go to the draft, so we'll uh, definitely be covering that as we the, go uh, further in the off season. The combine's coming up. Yep, yep, couple days. Did you also see? The tweet I sent y'all about the playoff structure being changed. Mm-mm. The NFL playoff structure? Mm-hmm. Wait, what? According to Adam Schefter, it says, NFL playoff structure is about to be changed. Under the current CBA proposal, seven teams from each conference will make the playoffs with only one bye per conference. I, I'm assuming that meant <laughs> to say only one bye. Sources tell ESPN it would go into effect this upcoming season. More coming on ESPN.com. Yeah, that'll be interesting. That's weird. That it is weird that uh, there's another CBA going on now too. Because ten years ago we had the lockout, so that that would be crazy if they changed the playoff structure. But I mean, there's been talk of them going uh, what seventeen game seasons or eighteen game seasons. I think they've been trying to put that into motion. So be interesting to see. Oh, one more thing: Greg Olson going to the Seahawks from the Panthers. Madden already released his new uh, outfit or whatever. I saw that on Twitter. So that'll be interesting. That'll be cool for him. Russell Wilson's a very experienced quarterback um, that might allow him to throw the ball more. I think it'll be – it's a good move. It's a great move for Olsen, that's for sure. Yeah, his uh, his scruffiness on his face, it definitely yeah. fits the Seattle um, climate. Yeah, climate. yeah, It definitely fits it for sure. <laughs> great, great, great place for him. Yeah, he's moving – it's weird, though. He's moving like the complete opposite side – of the entire nation, you know what I mean? Like that'll be an adjustment for sure for him. But well, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm glad he's still in the league. One of the best. He's got to be again. getting up there in age, huh? Oh, no, oh he's, yeah. He is. He's very old. He's, See, yeah. he was commentating week one XFL games, and so I was. Oh, I really? thought I thought he retired because he yeah he was commentating. He's uh he's think, 30, 34 years old. I yeah. the first or the second game of the season for the XFL. Another thing uh, about the Panthers, what is to become of Cam Newton? That'll be interesting to see, too. A lot of quarterbacks going around here this offseason. Cam to the Chargers. I think so. I don't know. There's, there's, Like you said, there's a lot of free agents. I think there's a lot of options for everybody. Yeah. I mean, everybody, pretty much everybody yeah, yeah. who's going to be a free agent has at least like three very reasonable options. Yeah. I think uh, Brady is staying with the Patriots. I think yeah, he's Brady, made Brady, that clear. Brady and Breeze are locked. Yep. Tannehill uh, surely is going to stay with the Titans. Yeah. He's now, probably staying, but the Titans might pick up a quarterback too, I think. I think Cam Newton would be a great fit over there. Yeah. The old school. With Derrick Henry. With Derrick Henry, you got a big quarterback, a big running back. Yeah. All you need is a fullback. Mike Vrabel's offense. Woo! That'd be good. That'd be a fun time. You'd have two running threats, Derrick Henry and uh, – Cam Newton, even though Cam, Cam – the thing is, he hasn't played like himself. I say he's getting older. You know, the the All toll the, that – His he, body his body's right. starting his, to give up. His guy, play style is a lot like Lamar Jackson. A read option quarterback, six foot five, 250 pounds. Yeah. What about Jameis? I, th- I think – no, no. With Bruce Arians is a quarterback guru. He's a quarterback whisperer. Mm-hmm. This guy has made – you know, He's coached Palmer. everywhere. He's coached any quarterback. He, and when he coached at Mississippi State in 1975, <laughs> he converted a kicker uh-huh. to play quarterback. He's like, we don't have a quarterback. You know, we'll, put, we'll put him in the shotgun. That's what we'll do with him. Put him in the shotgun and pretty good quarterback. I forget the kid's name. But you know the but, Bruce Arians coached in 1975 at Mississippi State. And he was the offense coordinator. Oh, okay. Gotcha, He's gotcha. coached Peyton. He was the first quarterback coach for Peyton Manning, first quarterback coach for Andrew Luck, mm-hmm. coached ben, Big Ben. 
Jameis just got LASIK. Made Carson Palmer almost an MVP quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Be interesting. Uh, Jameis going from 30-30 to 2020. <laughs> 2020 <laughs> vision. Um, zing. Bridgewater. Where do you think he goes? Colts. This article is saying Panthers. Uh, but do you, the, yeah, Panthers do need if, a quarterback. Leaves, I, but do you, do you think that the Saints would trade their, Cam Newton their, to the uh, Saints okay, for no, Bridgewater? No. <laughs> do, you, do you think the Saints will trade a, their backup quarterback who went five and zero with them mm-hmm. to a division rival? I don't know if that matters. Well, actually, it does because you play him twice a year. That is true. And he probably and he would be the starter right away. I yeah. mean, I, I think that he would beat Kyle Allen out. Yeah. Panthers definitely need a quarterback, but now they have Joe Brady, so they might uh, be able to make Kyle Allen something special. But I doubt it. Where do you, you think? So, Gunner, you think he's going to the Panthers? I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> that's just what the article said, and I mean, it kind of made sense at first because we all could see Newton leaving for sure. Yeah. Um, but Matthew does make a good point there, but. But like you said, Berg, I don't, you know, I'm not sure if that would if that would play a role in it or not. Yeah, the Panthers have new coaches too, so I don't know if they'll want to get rid of all the old. Not obviously not all of the players, but they might want to try to redo that whole entire offense at this point. So, um, I uh, I'm the head coach at LSU. I will be the head coach at LSU. I have no interest in talking to anybody else. I got a championship game to play. And I'm excited about the opportunity of my damn strong football team to play in it. All right. Switching over to college football, Mel Tucker leaves Colorado after one year to take the job at Michigan State. What do you think, Matthew? Well, yeah, Tucker, Mel Tucker went 5-7 and seven at um, in Colorado his Colorado. first year. Yeah, Colorado is it's probably out of the Power Five. It's probably one of the toughest jobs in the Power Five. Facility-wise, they need to upgrade. But they had a coach in 2016, Mike McIntyre. You know, took led Colorado to a 10 and two regular season. Made mm-hmm. made were a Pac-12 like South champ. No, I forget what side they're on. <laughs> division but there. They, they, are, they were yeah. they were division champs in the Pac-12. Uh-huh. Mike, Mike McIntyre uh, got every single coach of the year award because of what he did at Colorado. It's Colorado now. It's just not. It's not. One what it used to be, yeah. Well, yeah, what it used to be. Well, yeah, what it used to be. <laughs> uh, but going back with Mel Tucker, it's Mel Tucker, if you, he's been with a lot of great coaches. Uh, Jim Trestle at Ohio State, Nick Saban at Alabama, Kirby Smart. He's been an interim coach in the NFL with the Chicago Bears. And he's one of, you know, he's one of the small, he's probably one of the top notch recruiters. Mm-hmm. And he, you, you also that, have, that Michigan State schedule is tough. It is, that's but, that's what I was looking at. But another thing about Mel Tucker is he he's a Big Ten he's he played at Wisconsin. He's a Big Ten guy, so it made a lot of sense that he left and went to um, Michigan State. Yeah, you have to play Michigan, Ohio State, Minnesota, Penn State, Rutgers. I mean, Rutgers? some of these. Wait, you said Rutgers? <laughs> some of okay, these. Okay. Listen, listen. Some of these are cupcakes. Minnesota's going to be a wagon next year, though. I'm all in on a uh, PJ Fleck. PJ Fleck, yeah. Colorado, so Colorado, Mel Tucker leaves. Who are they going to be hiring now? The uh, article I saw today, um, the two coaches they have in mind, uh, Brett Belima, the uh, current New York Giants. Familiar familiar name, the current mm-hmm. New York Giants. Uh, defensive assistant, 
mm-hmm. former head coach at Wisconsin and Arkansas, mm. and uh, Troy Calhoun, the head coach of the uh, Air, Force Air Force Academy. Gotcha. For me, I think it's it's Brett Belima because Colorado, they're in the Pac-12. They play in the Rose Bowl. Brett Belima has been to the Rose Bowl three times. Oh wow! And Wisconsin, he had a he had a very very good run with the Badgers, which led him to go to the, to Arkansas, which he totally just failed in the SEC. <laughs> yeah, he preached that style that the SEC had mm-hmm. run you know run game power running game, but it just at, Ar- at Arkansas it just it just didn't work, and um, he. You know, went to the NFL, became the you know worked with Bill Belichick and Patriots. Mm-hmm. I think he did. He won a Super Bowl with Belichick. Oh, he he won a Super Bowl with Belichick last year or two years ago. And then went to the New York Giants, and now I mean I think I think he wants to come back to college. He's very very well known. He's very um. He'd be respected at Colorado for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, in Colorado, the the way their program is set, he's a, he's. I think he'd be a great program builder for Colorado and. You know where the Pac-12 is really going as a conference. It's yeah, it's not as competitive. So right, Mike U- Leach just left. Mike, yeah, Mike Leach leaving. USC isn't good. USC is not good at all. <laughs> um, it's a different Pac-12 than what history has shown. Oregon, for sure. Oregon is yeah. Oregon, Oregon basically is like an Oregon's like an SEC team. They're, yeah. Mario Cristobal, their head coach, is running Oregon just like an SEC school. He's getting guys from oh, really? the SEC. Oh wow. Recruiting wise, recruiting wise, yeah. Oh, their defense is going to be pretty dominant next it, year. It looks like a fun place to play for sure. So, not yet. Again, get new jerseys every game, new helmets and stuff. So mm-hmm. that's fun. <laughs> that's pretty much it for and college the, uh, football. Oh right no! Now. And the uh, the other coach, uh, Troy Calhoun. What do we need to know about Troy Calhoun? Well, Troy Calhoun, he, he's kind First of, of all, who 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 the hell is Troy Calhoun? He's the head coach of the Air Force. He's the head coach of the Air Force Academy. He's been the head coach there since 2007. It'd be a good hire because he's in the he's in Colorado. Yeah. He knows he knows how to recruit in Colorado. Air Force last year uh for the first time in his career, they finished with a uh, top 25 ranking. They were 22. That's right. Yeah. And they also you usually don't see any military schools in the top 25. So, well, I mean, yeah. But um, another thing that uh, that's interesting about uh, Troy Calhoun is <laughs> the offense that he runs. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anything? Wait. What? Okay. The offense that he runs. It's it's a triple option. It's triple option offense. Okay. So yeah. Bringing that to Colorado, where you you can't get great players, but you can run that offense. You have an advantage over everybody. Yeah, because they're they're not used to defending against it. He also was a uh, assistant with the uh, Denver Broncos from 2003-2005. So, mm-hmm. if you want to make a if you want to hire somebody from Colorado, it's Troy Calhoun. Troy Calhoun. That was no, more. That was, yeah, that was more I'll ever know about an Air Force head coach. So there we go. <laughs> well, usually I don't have problems when uh, when people talk about 2017 and about what happened uh, that year because honestly we're wrong. Everything that happened that year. Was absolutely wrong, and uh, you know we obviously show remorse for that because you know we feel bad about everything that happened. We really feel bad about everything that happened in 2017. But the problem I had is I have is when players go out there and they they don't know the facts, they're not informed on the situation, and they just go out there in front of cameras and just talk. And uh, with me, that's, that doesn't seem right. It doesn't sit right at all. So when he talks about um, that we cheated for three years. I mean, he either doesn't know how to read, he's really bad at reading comprehension, or he's just not informed at all. Okay, moving on to the MLB, specifically the Astros. Woo! 
what a storm they are in right now. Um, they're pretty much, this is the only thing people are talking about as far as baseball goes, which is, it's weird that our team is the spotlight right now. But yeah, I mean, we wouldn't be talking about baseball if it wasn't for this for sure. Carlos Correa went off on Bellinger. Yeah, yeah, Cody Bellinger. Yeah, talking about how he doesn't know what he's talking about, and I'm sure at this point most people have seen the the comments and things like that. I think the most interesting thing about Bellinger's comments is that he keeps talking about how, like, oh yeah, definitely we're gonna, you know, we're gonna be in beaming them with the yeah, ball, throwing, them at, throwing at them. The Astros don't even play the Dodgers in the regular season. Really, like, it, they're the teams that are talking the most trash are the ones that don't even play don't them even this play year. Them. Uh, who else was it? Trevor Bauer from uh, the Cincinnati Reds. They don't play the Astros either, and he's you know another guy talking a whole bunch of smack. So it's kind of ridiculous. That you know the thing is is in the at the end of the day the Astros are still going to be winning games lots of them this season. Yeah. And I think I think after a couple of weeks people are going to shut up because they're going to realize okay. Like Whoa. it's I, another thing I don't understand which I've talked I think I'm pretty sure we talked about this last time and a bunch of other people have said it too and except for the the people who are butthurt that the Astros beat them mm-hmm. is that sign stealing literally happens at every level of the Everywhere. game that signs are there. Yeah. And they act like, okay, yeah, of course, if you know what pitch is coming, I mean, obviously it's going to give you a little bit of an upper hand. Yeah. A little, you know, a little bit of an advantage, but I forgot what I was going to say. You're still batting (laughs) against MLB pitchers too. And even what like Carla, what Correa was saying a few days ago or whatever was that they started doing like they they banged on the trash can a couple times and Altuve told him to stop um one of the things too Cowherd tweeted today Colin Cowherd tweeted today was that um their road record in 2017 was better than their home record they were number one on the road in the regular season so to me it makes no sense to be flipping out on them about this stuff because like I said before it's almost like the Saints bounty gate where all the teams were doing it, but the Saints got caught. So there's other teams doing this, but the Astros are one that's the ones that are getting the blame. Um, well, the Yankees and um, Red, Red Sox. Sox just got in trouble too for it. Yeah, they got fined. Early, yeah. yeah, early in the week. Exactly. One of the things that's kind of controversial right now is whether or not they th- they should get their the MVP. Altuve was the MVP, and then um, they won the championship. The commissioner said that it's just a piece of metal. And then, like, he came out the next day and apologized for just calling it a piece of metal. And then um, today, or no, Tuesday, this past Tuesday, when asked about why the sign stealing has drawn so much backlash, um, he said that part of it is the way society has evolved. It is a very different world than it was in 1919. So, obviously, (laughs) Rob Manford is, like, completely out of touch with the rest of the league because... Him calling the his own trophy, the commissioner's trophy, a piece of metal. Obviously, he was referring to the one, like the 2017 one, taking that wouldn't make any sense at this point. But like referring to the championship as just a piece of metal was probably pretty out of touch for um, the rest of the league, like the baseball players. That's what they, the blood, sweat, and tears that they put into the season is for that trophy for them. Yeah, I don't understand why you're in the major leagues, right? Every yeah. single team is actively trying to figure out 
what pitches you're throwing. So why wouldn't you have like multiple sets of of signs? That yeah, would, they do. Yeah, that's what the Yankees started doing in the last their series. They started mixing up all kinds of stuff. That's why they had the game plan in their hats, and then they had wristbands. Like they they started mixing everything up because they knew that the Astros were doing this. <laughs> yeah, well, you'd think that every team would have something like that. I mean, stealing signs is nothing new. Of course, doing it with technology and relaying right. it to a guy who is up to bat, of course, that's something new. Yeah. And, of course, that's, you know, like like I said, it's going to give you an upper hand. You're going to yeah. have an advantage. But if you know that teams, even with or without technology, are actively trying to decode your signs, yeah, I mean... To at, me, this makes baseball more interesting, too. Everybody's using pine tar. I mean, they, they've shown that. Everybody's um, using the uh, the balls are juiced, apparently, this past season. I mean, this is just something that. that makes baseball more interesting. I don't know if this is as big of a deal as the steroid scandal that happened, you know, decades ago. but the, Yeah, the Balco scandal. Yeah. That's what it was called. Right. So, I think right now, obviously, this is the only thing to talk about with baseball at all right now, <laughs> Well, besides college. I'll say my take on all these people who are so upset is that they're just huge babies and they need to – I mean, it happened. Everyone knows it happened. Yeah. I mean, the, the Strohs, if I were the Strohs at this point, I would just own up to it and, like, not even – no more, which, I mean, they pretty much never really said sorry to begin with. Yeah. But at this point, I would just be like, hey. No, they – a couple of the players did. Yeah, yeah but um, they said sorry, but they – I mean, yeah, yeah. that was pretty much empty apologies. Yeah. But at this point, if I were them, I would just be like, yeah, okay, whatever. We won. Like, yeah. y'all are just complaining. Y'all are babies. We're going to beat y'all again without this technology. Like, yeah. at this point, nobody's going to even accept your apology if you give it. Like, they just want you, to, you know, to be basically yeah. holding on to their pocket. They At this point, they just need to own up to it and be be the Astros that they are. Right. The Astros that they've been. And also, I think that for the MLB in general, this definitely – I mean – the MLB has never gotten this much attention in the offseason. Nope. And the MLB mm-hmm. just in general has kind of been on the decline. Yeah. I mean, you've talked about it before. I don't know about on the podcast, but I've heard you mention it plenty of times how the MLB is so out of touch with like the modern age. They don't let you post clips on, on Twitter right. and replays. There's and- no highlight videos. The MLB is the only um, entity that can post their videos so even if you record like your tv they still somehow find it and like tell you and remove it and take it down so. yeah their their rules and um policies and stuff is just so out of touch with today's society and i think that's the reason why baseball hasn't been that big in the past yeah. decade or so it, it's, yeah. it's you know so i think although this is just a huge mess in general and i don't think it's really fun for anyone I think it's good for the for the game. It's bringing people back to it. People are actually paying attention to baseball, and yeah. I'm sure the ratings, especially for Astros games, oh, especially yeah. for oh, Astros yeah. games yeah. against <laughs> opponents who At hate home. them, are gonna be through the roof. Yeah, everybody's gonna have their volume on on hundred, waiting for the <laughs> the uh, trash can bang. So yeah, they're still favored, you know, third or fourth in the league right now, or something like that, to to win the World Series. So. They're one of the most technologically advanced teams for sure. And I think now if they follow the rules and show that they can play without cheating, then that'll right. really shut people up. One thing I think, and people talk about how the MLB might end up collapsing because 
they they're missing a whole generation of people. The reason Zion was so huge coming into the NBA is because people were watching him in at the high school level, and all these highlight videos that you see of dunks and and games in the NBA, even football, huge big hit videos. Those have been around for decades. And the MLB doesn't have anything like that. The only media that they have is coming out of the MLB. And so you're missing, like, people, the older generation watch them on TV, but we can't access them on Twitter because they're, it's so, like, it's just a funnel. It's, it's strangled. So. Well, yeah, and, like, another thing is when you look at, like, college baseball players, the MLB draft, it, to me, it's pointless because those, all those guys are doing, they're just going to the farm league right, right, you know, right away. Yeah, and those guys, it's going to take probably about like two or three years for them to make it all the way up to the matrix. And by then, we're going to be like, I forgot about that guy. That right. is true. But for as far as like basketball and football goes, I mean, you see these names like for years In before they make it. Now, yeah, now, yeah. high like school, Arch college, Manning, you, like you well, see those names for years before they make it to the leagues. Baseball, yeah. you don't you don't hear any of those names until they're doing big things yeah. in the MLB. Until they're in the World Series, really. Yeah, pretty much. Really, that's what it is. I mean, other than Astros players and a couple of the teams that they've played at the end of the season, Mookie Betts, Trout, Aaron that, Judge. Aaron Judge, right. They played, what was that other guy that signed for like a bazillion dollars? Bryce oh, Harper. Oh, you're talking Bryce yeah. Harper. Bryce yeah. Harper. Other than that, who else plays in the Major League Baseball? Wait, wait, no, no. Um, Nobody. Exactly. Exactly. You're having to look him up. George, so, uh, yeah, every, yeah, yeah, every yeah. Major League Baseball player that I know pretty much yeah. plays for the Astros. Yeah, exactly. Either the Astros or the teams that the Astros played in the World Series. Yeah. And that's how you can tell, like, the league doesn't. Well, C- Christian Yelich for the yeah. Uh, Brewers. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? He plays for the Brewers now? I thought he was at the Mariners. No, he was with the Mar- Mar- yeah, Mar- Marlins. No, he was with the Marlins. Marlins? Okay, yeah. I watched the. Uh, that's a, he was hitting, like, a bazillion home runs at the beginning of the season last year. You know, a funny thing is, um, this is way off subject, but I watched a, a documentary about the uh, Miami about the Miami Marlins and how their franchise mm-hmm. just has not been has not won has not won anything yeah, ever since oh, they really? changed the Miami Marlins. They're you know going from changing their name to the Miami Marlins to their state you know to their baseball stadium. They had a bunch of controversy with that because yeah, like with the federal government and everything. Oh jeez, uh, I don't know. I can't tell you anything about that because I don't know that much about it. Yeah, Jeter's but, taking um, over. <laughs> they had they had they had two players in that organization, and both guys got traded: Giancarlo Stanton and Christian Yelich. Oh wow! Giancarlo Stanton was given the high was given the biggest contract in sports in, like in the history of sports. Oh, wow. Of all sports, and he signed, and then he left and signed with the Yankees. <laughs> and then Yelich is not Yelich is, yeah. anymore, huh? Yeah. So just like almost every other person on this earth who's chimed in on the whole the whole sign stealing subject, Mark Cuban had yeah. said something about how he's like, "Oh, I'm I'm glad that they wouldn't allow me to buy a team." Him and Jim Crane were going to go half and half on the Rangers years back, and the MLB uh, would not let. Would not let them do it. Yeah, like they wouldn't let him buy it. So he, I, that blows my mind. He said that in the part of my take interview, like last week, I think how he hates the MLB. Or no, he hated the last. Uh, the last GM was like they were playing in the the 1930s, basically with how the rules were. In the, for, for the the last the last commissioner, sorry, the last commissioner oh, yeah, for yeah, the yeah, MLB yeah. wouldn't allow them to to buy the Rangers. Yeah, Bud, Bud wait, C- Jim Bud Crane, Selig. Jim Crane of. The Houston Astros, Astros, yes. Yeah. Oh, the owner, oh, oh. the owner of the Houston Astros and Mark Cuban. We're gonna I'm thinking go. of I'm thinking of Kramer. 
the guy. Oh, on, Mad Money. Mad Money, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Success. Here's a ground ball right side, could do it. The Houston Astros are world champions for the first time in franchise history. Okay, moving to college baseball. McNeese is a wagon. They mollywopped Mississippi Valley State 48-3 to over the four games this past weekend on Friday, Saturday. They had two games Saturday and then Sunday. So pretty um, intense uh, scoring there. We went to the game on Friday, and they uh, it was pretty obvious how that, that whole series was going to go. So, Yeah, unfortunately, their winning streak came to an end last yeah, night last against night. La Tech. Against LA Tech. La Tech. La Tech. La Tech. Okay. It's all right. You got to get the one loss out of the way at the beginning of the season. Yep. So that way yeah. it's just – it's There's no pressure to have a pr- – Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's no – if you have an undefeated streak and then you, you go undefeated going into the postseason and yeah. you lose Start that thinking game, about it too it much. means nothing. Yeah. Exactly. Um, they now play. The they play Saturday against. I had this up two seconds ago. I got it right here. <laughs> Arkansas Little Rock this Saturday. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, the Trojans of Arkansas Little Rock. Oh, for LSU the, uh, Mardi Gras tournament. LSU is playing Nichols State right now. We're recording this on Wednesday Nick- night. Nichols. 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 Sta- no, oh, Nichols. Yeah, you said Nicholas. No, Nichols State. Oh, they said Nicholas. No. That's going to be stuck in my head. That's going to be stuck in my head all night. The last update I got is that it was uh, Nichols is leading LSU 2 nothing after five innings of play. No, they're in the bottom of the seventh right now. Nichols leads 4-1. to one. So... Woo! Also, McNeese is losing in basketball to Incarnate Word right now, 59-65. After, I think they were leading at half, too. So, this is... <laughs> we need to stop recording during games because we have a horrendous streak right now. Anyway, LSU won. LSU baseball won um, over Southern Tuesday, 8-3. to They're playing, yeah, they're playing Nichols right now. Yeah. Yep. And I think they play this weekend as well, don't they? LSU will be playing Eastern Kentucky. Gotcha. Okay. Fun stuff. We'll be covering that for the rest of the season um, for sure. Just score updates and things like that. Um, hopefully, we had a great interview with Julian and um, John Dalton. Julian hit a home Julian run. Julian Gonzalez, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He hit a home run on Sunday, I believe. I think it was Sunday, yeah. So... Good job, Julian. Yeah, congrats to him. Hope he's listening. <laughs> and um, we had some great feedback from that interview for sure, and um, we hope to have those guys on for like a midseason or something like that too. So, Also, John Dalton is a beast at grounding the balls and things like that, so <laughs> he's a great equipment manager. MVP. Yep. I'm here with Dylan Hart after he just won a die-hard 500. What's the question, dude? <laughs> uh, well, um, how was the race? Well, it was hot, but it was fast. Yeah, did you just draft like a just lot? like you told me to go. Yeah, did you draft a lot? Yeah, I drafted just like you told me to before the race. You didn't have to pass too many, did you? Well, yeah, we had to race them pretty good there and watch our gas mileage at the end, but we did exactly what you told us and we won the race. <laughs> Are you gonna give me some money when you get home? I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> you spent enough down here this week. Oh, okay. Okay, on to NASCAR. Something we haven't covered yet, but now since the the season has opened for them at Daytona. Daytona Day. Kenny, Denny, Denny Hamlin. 
yeah. champion of Daytona. Yeah. yeah. I think he, this was the second time he won, too, I believe. Didn't yeah. he win it last year as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he won last year. Yeah. The biggest story, obviously, Ryan Newman. Um, he had a huge False. crash. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the biggest story? No. What's the biggest story, Gunner? Derrick Henry is the mayor of Daytona, Florida. No kidding. Derrick Henry. So how does he have time to go be the running back for the Titans and also the uh, the mayor of Daytona? Well, it's, maybe it's just an off-season like, hobby. Maybe. Right. Look, man, it's yeah. true. If, if you're listening, look it up right now. Derrick Henry is the mayor of Daytona, Florida. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be able to have him on one day and um, we'll be able to ask him, how do you balance being uh, the top running back in the league and also being a mayor? So. But, yeah, like I was saying, Ryan Newman, he's okay at this point. I'm sure if you're on Twitter, then you know that um, he is out of the hospital, walking around, doing well. That was pretty scary. On, you know, around the same exact time that um, Dale Earnhardt Sr. had passed away. Yeah, a day, a day before that, yeah. Yeah. February 17th. Not to mention, like, Dale Earnhardt's wreck did not look bad at all. Nope. And this no, wreck was, looked this wreck awful. With terrible yeah. fire yeah. and everything. And they yeah. put up the little the little guards, windscreens or whatever, around whenever they were pulling him out of the car, which yeah. made it oh. seem like it was really they bad. trying yeah. to hide something pretty pretty yeah. awful. He was going like 200 miles an hour. So that's what's crazy about NASCAR. It's amazing that they don't have more injuries like this. Like They are going an inhuman amount of uh, speed. So. Another thing is, like, obviously, ever since Daryl Earnhardt had his accident and died, they have increased the, like, uh, I was about to say security, safety measures, Yeah, like, immensely. However, pretty much all their safety measures are basically from, like, the window down. Basically, from the window up, it's just, you know, just your roll cage. Yeah. And so, the biggest thing about this accident, which really terrified a lot of people, is that he got flipped, and while he was flipped, he was ran into on the driver's side. Oh, and wow. whenever you're yeah, upside, yeah. there's like no protection right there from the window up to the roof. Yeah. I mean, other than the roll cage. So, a lot of people were really worried whenever they saw that because that basically you're exposed, and that's I mean, what a hundred and how many miles per hour? Hundred and hundred. <laughs> uh-huh. Come on, Matthew. We're leaving that in. Go ahead. Hundred and eighty miles per. I don't. I don't know. Don't ask me. I'm not yeah, a NASCAR. I saw two hundred. I saw two hundred, but that was like on Twitter. And, but for you to get in an accident in general that fast, yeah. especially Dude, I get scared, upside I get down, scared going like seventy miles an hour. Like, but you know, two yeah, two hundred miles an hour. Yeah. So around yeah, that track, it's it's miraculous that uh you know that he's okay and really doesn't. It, I don't well, think yeah, he even well, has any injuries. He was if he was up walking around with his girls. I mean, but yeah, I mean that's just insane. And an absolute engineering feat that they are able to make the walls absorb energy, make the cars absorb all that energy. Because there is, it's is it is unreal how dangerous it is, and mm-hmm. how unlikely it would be. At twenty years ago, there's absolutely no question about it. He would have been dead instantly. Yeah. What's that Ricky Bobby quote? There, it's like fast and hot. If you ain't first, you last. No, it's I'll something. Wake up and piss excellence. Oh, you're thinking of Lightning McQueen. Speed. I am speed. speed. All I see is just a bunch of empty cups. <laughs> Doc Hudson said that. You did I what in your up. cup? He did what in his you did cup? What? <laughs> the piston cup. All right, moving on to the NBA. 
the all-star game was this past weekend. Um, I thought it was definitely different um, than the past. There was They actually played defense, which was fun towards the end of the game. It was weird that it ended in free throws. Um, I think that's definitely – if they're going to continue to do this, which I think that the reactions were positive, if they're going to continue to do this format, they're definitely going to have to make it to where if you foul somebody on the floor at the end of the game, then they don't go shoot free throws. If they're shooting, then it makes sense to have them shoot free throws, but they fouled them um, – I think it was Anthony Davis on the floor. Yeah, yeah. And so that's how the game was over. Um, Aaron Gordon got robbed again, apparently. He said he's done with the dunk contest. Um, he had some pretty – Insane, pretty nasty dunks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but once again, once again, uh-huh. he was denied. Yes. Some people were saying that it was Dwayne Wade that kind of like rigged it against him because he's an Orlando guy and – Dwayne Wade wants to, you know, keep the keep Miami Heat uh, the superior the team, sta- state champion of Florida. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even though the Magic are still nowhere near. Yeah, that. Yeah, all. not even close. Ever since Dwight Howard, man, you remember when Dwight Howard was? I saw, I saw, I watched him uh, live against the Mavericks. That's the only player I knew on the court for the Magic at that time. And then I yeah. was like, oh wait, Dirk Nowitzki. Oh, this guy was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like like 10 years old or something like that. I was about to say, we were growing up. Um, the only other thing with the NBA is Giannis hates James Harden for some reason because he threw that ball straight at his head, um, which it looked like he was trying to pass it, but now knowing that Giannis had made all those comments these past few days about how they wanted to guard James Harden harder and, and um, things like that. so um, He's a nice guy. Weird. He's a nice guy, and... I think he probably changing. he doesn't like the way James Harden plays, which I think a lot of the league is kind of figuring the Rockets out because the way they play is so focused on flopping and drawing fouls because Harden leads the league in points, but most of those are foul shots because he flops so much. So leads just interesting. In, he leads the league in flops. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the things too that I've heard is Giannis might be leaving the Bucks. Obviously, it's still kind of early in the season, so we'll see. Um, but he's leaving the options open. He's got two other blood, two other brothers that are playing basketball. One of them is still in high school, and then one is he's playing for the Bucks. He's in the G League team for the Bucks. Yeah, so yeah, right. So. I mean, obviously, it'd be cool. People are kind of reading into it and saying that he wants to go somewhere else. But, you know, we'll see. He's definitely made Milwaukee. I mean, we talked about it in the last episode with Grayson. Nobody thought anything of the Bucks until he got there. So, he's definitely making them a contender. And they're one of the top teams in the league this season, yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, so. you know, winning the MVP, taking the conference finals. Yeah. And, I mean, I think – I thought last year they would – well, actually, no, not last year. I think last year it was all Raptors and maybe Kawhi Leonard. Um, but, you know, Giannis, he's going to have a shot at a ring. I, I really do hope it's with Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah, they lead the league right now, 46-8. and eight, And Raptors are falling right behind them. Lakers are on the other end in the West and the Nuggets. So, we'll see. Uh, I'm a fun guy. Uh, obviously, I love the game of basketball. Um, I mean, it's just more question you have to ask me um, in order for me to tell you about myself. I just can't give you a whole spiel. 
I don't even know where you're sitting at. Like. <laughs> All right, and college basketball. The LSU Tigers have a new, well, not yet, but <laughs> a new O'Neal has committed to the LSU Tigers. Sharif O'Neal. Yep. Even though LSU is on an SEC losing streak right now, which they've beaten, let me see, they've uh, they, beat, they beat Missouri last Tuesday, but they lost to Auburn, Alabama, and Kentucky yesterday. Kentucky's ranked number ten though, so I mean, and they, with, well, yeah, and they only lost by three points. Well, don't forget they lost to Vanderbilt too, and that was Vanderbilt's yep. first SEC win. We talked about like a couple podcasts ago. <laughs> yeah. Their first SEC win since 2018. Yep, yep. So, hey, you know, basketball's got a long season, too. Um, the rest of the games, they got South Carolina, Florida, A&M, Arkansas, and Georgia left. So, um, hopefully they can pull out some wins there because if they don't, I don't think they're going to make the tournament at this point. So Only shot is to win the NCAA tournament, I mean, SEC tournament. Yeah, yeah. Um, which the only competition – Auburn's number 13 and Kentucky's number 10. I don't think there's much competition other than that in the SEC. Obviously, we just lost to Vanderbilt, but I doubt that's going to happen again. Teams that play each other multiple times, I have a feeling LSU's going to fix the problems that they had there. Um, So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, McNeese, we just saw, lost to Incarnate Word, um, 59-65. Word. Yep. Not looking good for them. They're twelve and fourteen now. Um, they play UNO on Saturday, so is I'm it, not is sure. Is it a home game? Yep. Okay. Yep. At home, yeah. And then they play Southeastern too on next Wednesday. So now that the season's coming to a close, I wonder too if it's more wear and tear. Um, you know, it, it's um, that's a long basketball season. They play games pretty, you know, back to back some of the time. So. Um, you know, you wonder whether or not because Drew obviously was leading the lead in leading the league and leading the NCAA in three point percentage, but I'm not sure how that's going for him now. And you know, they've lost their last one, two, three, four, five games. So you know, it's that's tough losing back to back to back to back to back like that. I don't know how these other teams are. UNO might not be that good. You know, we might have a, a an easy win to get our momentum back. Um, but McNeese is definitely gonna have to turn things around for the rest of the season if they are even gonna want to compete for. I don't know how the the Southland Conference is right now as far as um, their rankings, but hopefully they can turn things around. Well, for Mac, well, for the Southland Conference, uh, Stephen F. Austin, right now they are twenty three and three. Oh wow! They, I think they've been like in the NCAA tournament for they're one of the top teams in the Southland for basketball. Yeah. And then you have Nichols is eighteen and nine. SFA is going to go probably go to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I don't think uh, Macnese. Yeah, we're twelve and fourteen right now. So yeah, for Macnese, it's it's a, it's a tough road to get into. The only way for Macnese to get into the NCAA tournament. Is to win out when your conference went yeah. out and when your conference. Yeah, that's, the, that is extremely tough when you're 12 and 14. Yep. The thing is, we're nine and four at home, but three and ten in away. That's that's the the kicker there. So obviously, it's it's the road games that we have problems with. We're seven and eight in the conference, so it's just tough, man. I'm not sure what to do with my hands. 
Uh, it'd be good just to hold them down by okay. your side. Yeah, great. Well, we were real happy with um, with what was going on. And uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, you got to be happy. Okay, that does it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. We'll have another science edition out within the next few days. Gunner and I have been putting together a couple clips of some things that we've been looking into. We should have the plan right now is to have Grayson back on this weekend. He'll be in town. A lot of you guys, we had great feedback on um, his the conversation we had with him. So we'll have him back on um, for next week's episode just talking about college basketball and a um, bunch of different things. We obviously Con- had a mixed bag last week. So Con- conspiracies. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll like to hear a lot more again. That was it was definitely, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely something different. So, um, and he'll obviously have all of his sports gambling knowledge to share with us. I'm sure we'll be going over his uh, his card. Until next time, I'm Matt and I'm Zach, and thank you guys for listening. And I'm grinding until I'm tired So you ain't grinding until you tired So I'm grinding with my eyes wide Looking to find a way through the day A life for the night Dear Lord, you done took so many of my people I'm just wondering why you haven't taken my life Like what the hell am I doing right? Take me away from the hood like a state penitentiary, take me away from the hood In a casket or a Bentley, take me away Like I overdosed on cocaine, or take me away Like a bullet from Kurt Cobain, suicide I'm from a windy city, like do or die From a block close to where Biggie was crucified That was Brooklyn's Jesus, shot for no f- reason And you wonder why Kanye wears Jesus pieces Cause that's Jesus people, and game he's the equal Hated on so much passion, the Christ need a sequel. Yeah, like Rockefeller needed Seagull. Like I needed my father, but he needed a needle. I need some meditation so I can lead my people. They asking why, why did John Lennon lead the Beatles? And why every hood feed off evil? Answer my question for this bullet leader's desert eagle.